Good morning. <laughs> and another wonderful smooth start to our podcast. You always get me like that, Jen. I'm Every sorry. week it was it's something different. Like it's another new thing that we got to remember. It was spinning and I'm waiting and I'm counting and you're counting down and then you talk to Ming and it's live all of a sudden. Boom. Well, Ming is magic as soon as you Ming, say his name. That's it. Ming is magic. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It happy is Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday, the 25th of September. As we say goodbye to September, I know we didn't want to say that, but October's coming and it's one of the best times of the year down here at the Jersey Shore. Do you know October's oh. one of my favorite months? Oh, without a doubt. October's my birthday. It's yes. my husband's birthday. It's our anniversary. It's so my brother-in-law's we, birthday. All of that we can get past and still it's a nice month. Thanks, Tim. Love you, too. I'm going to tell you, you said that. Um, anyway, so we are at a Shared Universe podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey. With There's some strange guy at the end of the table. I who's know, he? right? Well, first on that end, it's our weird, strange Ming, who's well, always Well, he's the here. magical Ming. He's magical Ming from right. a Shared Podcast Studio. And our guest today is John Klein from Lunch Break, just recent past, immediate past board <laughs> president, um, who's joining us and he's going to fill us in about lunch break, how they've handled COVID, what their needs are, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, so Who they service and why they're there. Yeah. All yeah. kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. So we're going to get to that in a couple a, of minutes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a couple of things that happened since we last chatted two weeks ago, because this is becoming kind of regular. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. So, I, I'm um, kind of liking it, having you here with me. So... Two weeks ago, we were talking about something that's going on up in the Highlands. We were. So we're we're doing Pride. Pride at the Seafair. Pride at the Seafair. And what, what's going Ready. on with that? Come out. Our drag will not be a drag. <laughs> we are having a drag show starring Amanda Lepore, Jan from season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Woohoo! And a local, um, local Jersey girl yeah um actually she went to cba so pretty cool um and then we have red rum from asbury park which you just gotta you gotta love drags <laughs> to queen names because they are just so creative then we have nikki otav lux noir london we have from the seafair we have loopy 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 the lyricist um and then loopy will be emceeing and performing Loopy has a special guest MC, someone mm. near and dear to my heart. Do you know who it is? Your puppy? No, my firstborn child, Jessica. Ah. I'm so excited. So Jessica's going to be MCing, and then we have a fabulous DJ called her name is DJ Licious. Um, and if you look her up on Instagram, it's Let's Get Licious. Her music. <laughs> Tim just choked on his coffee, everyone. Um, <laughs> so. Um, but she came to the Seafair last weekend to do a tech run and mic check to see how far the mics worked. Her music was all 80s. It was. Oh, that's going to be fun. Oh, my God. It was awesome. I'm, you know, you're not legally supposed to be dancing. So I'm sitting in my seat going, you know, doing my little dancing. It was a little bit better than that. Um, not as good as your singing. <laughs> not as good as my punning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so it was a great we had a really good time. Um, Harrison and Jessica did a little. Um, introduction for the event while they were testing out the mics and did a little co-hosting. Um, did you know what I found out? This has nothing to do with our event except it happened at the Seafair. Do you know what last weekend was? What? It's a big thing in bars. Do you know what it was? No. It was six months till St. Patrick's Day. There were oh. bagpipers. There were people wearing green. It, I have never seen this in my life. I'm I'm a bit old. Um, and it's just another day to drink. Well, drink. you know, I mean, day drinking in the summer is what summer's all about, in my opinion. I mean, right. I've personally, COVID has changed my drinking abilities and drinking habits. So, day drinking at the beach is just <laughs> what we do. It's, it's kind of what has to happen. It's kind of what has to happen. So, anyway, um, th that was a sidebar, but it was awesome. Um, <laughs> and our friend Deb McNamee, who is our, she's actually out in. Oh, she's going to kill me if I get this wrong. So anyway, she's out west and um, they're in charge of Chambermaster, which is our database system. And she's actually listening this morning. So hi, Deb. I'm pretty sure she's in Minnesota, right? Minnesota. That's it. Yeah. I was like struggling. Thanks for that, Tim, because I kind of was going to go there. We love Deb. We do love Deb. Deb, Deb really Deb, Deb saves, saves us a Saves lot. our butt. <laughs> hi, Deb. It's nice to see you this morning. So um, anyway, so we have... 
a limited number of seats. Well, so I said last, you know, two weeks ago that we're going to sell out of this and you better not wait too long. And and we're very famous for waiting till the last week to do this. So we've already sold over half, over half of the tickets. And we're still what? Two, week, two, uh, weeks, two out. weeks out. So two, we're weeks two weeks out from last out. night. So, right. yeah. So. I would say that probably by the end of next week we're probably going to get sold out. So you know, easy, easy. Like Elaine, Especially let's not let's not hesitate anymore. Elaine has her ticket. Elaine oh, purchased her ticket yesterday. So Yay. we have premier seating, which is a hundred dollars ahead. It's four hours open bar, um, plus a two hour drag show race full of entertainment and fun. Not race, drag show. <laughs> I'm so used to you, RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, so it's and it's a hundred dollars per person for yep. the deck seating, and then $70 per person for the sand seating. And the sand seating, the queens will be not only performing on the stage, but out walking around um, carefully on the cement in their stilettos. I am female by nature and do not wear stilettos. <laughs> How someone who might be, you know, was not born as a female, dresses as a female and wears stilettos on the sand and concrete, I will, <clears throat> I mean, kudos, man. Well, let, let, let's just admit that stilettos are not gender specific. They, no longer. Obviously. Obviously, they are not. They are not. Um, and if I insulted anyone by saying it that way, that wasn't my intention because I have all due respect for these women. They are amazing. Um, so talking about the, you know, the premier ticket, the VIP ticket, the whatever you want to talk about, mm -hmm. um, just to give you an idea of the difference in the tickets, Although every seat here, because we only have two hundred ish, two hundred seats, yeah, um, is is good. You, the exclusive seating, which is right next to the stage, it's out on the deck in the middle of the water, over the Navasink River at sunset. It's there's something to be said just by being there, right? So you know, we've there's there's those are the tickets that I've been selling the most and that we have the least amount of. So I really don't have to push them too hard. But uh, that's the tickets you want yeah, to get. They are. And, and um, um, we're also, you know, looking for sponsors. If anybody wants to, uh, you know, pony up and say, hey, put my name on the front of this and let's get out there. Um, well, you know, give us a call. Give us a call. Um, so just uh, it is October 8th from five to nine. Um, it is the four hour open bar. It will be outdoors. So please. So the instructions for dress for this event are give us your most fabulous outfit. But remember to cover the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that that's it. And it does have a rain date of October 15th. Just in just in case. All right. So last week uh, we visited a local establishment as a group. Um, it was actually called our business after hours. And we had about 23 people showed up and really had a really fabulous time. Got to give a shout out to Royce in Seabright, who hosted us. Uh, did a great job in bringing a bunch of food out and, you know, uh, uh, as a compliment to help support the chamber because they're all about, local, you know, supporting local business. And we are local business. We are. Um, and, you know, some great drinks. The bartenders were great. The service was great. But uh, we were getting back to, you know, trying to make business happen. Um, mm -hmm. That's what this chamber's about, is to try to make people uh, in business be in business. Yeah. So. Our business is promoting your business. There you go. It's my new yeah. little tagline. I found <laughs> it somewhere and I love it. Um, so, yeah, that was awesome. And we thank Jean and her husband um, from Rory's for helping us out. Um, and we have another big event coming up. We do. We do. We actually have a couple. We do. We have one uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. It's our golf. Yeah. We have room for one more foursome. Well, I can't find anybody to play with me, so I'm just going to come and volunteer. But if somebody wants to join me in a foursome, I'll buy it. Well, I won't buy it. I was going to say, whoa, Tim, watch out there, babe. Um, yeah, so it's a Jumping Brook Country Club. It's a three o'clock shotgun start. It is a nine hole scramble, uh, three clubs. You can you pick whichever three clubs you want. However, you cannot bring a putter. You cannot and you can't share. You cannot share your three clubs with someone else. Um, so it's your three clubs, and then the putters are provided at each hole, and they're fun. Don't be a serious golfer or expect to be playing a serious game. This well, is all about having fun. So I got to tell you, we have a team that's playing that are quite serious golfers. Well, but we've informed them. <laughs> 
<laughs> that their putting numbers may be a little off. <laughs> so, um, but we don't record this for anybody's handicap, so we're good. It's just a total there game for go. fun, so we're not going to worry about that. So, um, we do have room for one more foursome um, before Tuesday, so please let us know. Um, it's at Jumping Brook. I said that. Oh, mm. And this year afterwards, usually we go into the nightclub and we have some a carving station and some pastas and a little appetizers and the bar. This year, we are doing a full-blown barbecue yeah. with, with an open bar for our golfers. So, wow. yeah, so very excited about that. It'll be really cool. So it should be a fun night. And um we're looking forward to seeing you guys. All of this can be found. All of these events can be found at emac e m a c c dot org events event calendar. Um, so, and if you need any help finding it, we'd love to help you. Seven three two seven four one zero zero five five or director at e m a c c dot org. So the last thing that we have to talk about is our next uh, business after hours because we're going to try to do that again. Yeah, we are, and we have a breakfast. Breakfast. I didn't even think about the breakfast. We have an awesome breakfast coming up on October 14th, uh, networking. And then we are going to be having specific members from the chamber talking about um, your ROI, how to get the most out of your chamber experience. So becoming a member is one thing, but joining, um, becoming involved, finding out from all different levels of chamber members how, and committee chairs, um, how the chambers help to them and ways you can look at the chamber as just, it's not what I think the first time we said it in here, it was the first podcast I did with Mike and Julia was, uh, it's not your grandpa's chamber. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that'll be October 14th at the Sheridan and then our business after hours on October 20th. The fourth Tuesday of October, people. The fourth Tuesday of October, 20-something. It's, it's on the calendar. Um, location, we're still working out the details, but it should be fairly local. Um, and it will be a lot of fun. So, Yeah, we just have to make sure that we have, a, you know, as, as the seasons are changing, we just have to make sure that we're keeping up with the rules and, and finding a place that's going to let us um, socially distance and be together safely. Mm -hmm. So it's just taking a little bit longer than we normally would. Normally yes. we'd have this already done, but yeah, exactly. we, we don't know what's going to happen in the next 30 days. So <laughs> we're, we're moving ahead and just being prepared because we're in business and we're in business to make you help your business. So, you know, we're just being safe to make sure that happens. COVID what? What's COVID? COVID? Huh? Yeah, who cares? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, and notice, I was just going to say, speaking of COVID, notice how far away, I don't know if you guys can tell, but Tim and I are very far away from John because John, John? John Klein, I our know guest, he's been here. he has, he's our guest, he's at the end of the table, he's been very quiet during our our crazy. I'm really impressed. <laughs> he's he's actually really scared. He's and like I, ready I saw to him trying the to take door. The, I saw him trying to creep towards the door and I was like, hmm, maybe we should get him in here a little bit. So John, lunch break. Uh, one of the one of the premier uh, agencies throughout uh, Monmouth County makes um, making this past year really fantastic uh, for a lot of people that it could have been really bad for. A lot of people that would never have thought to come and visit you before have had to be there, and um, you know from everything I've heard, it's just really made a big difference. So why don't you tell what's tell us what's going on with them? Actually, what is lunch break? And you know some people out there might not know that. Uh, uh, Tim, Jennifer, thanks so much for the introduction. That was a great introduction. Thank you so much. And um, I'm glad you know about lunch break. Uh, and I do want to mention that, if I can just say EMAC, it's been very helpful. The members of EMAC have been very helpful to lunch break um, as we help those in our county, in our community, who, um, you know, for one reason or another, you know, need food, clothing, uh, we can even help them with all sorts of other programs as well. But Lunch Break has been in Monmouth County. Um, we're based in Red Bank, but we serve people throughout the county for 37 years now. Okay. So it's really amazing, you know, to, to think we've been here that long. And the community, uh, you know, totally accepts us. We um, help those in need, obviously. Uh, we started first with food many years ago, and we now have over 20, 25 programs uh, wow, really? for people. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of our uh, best phrases, I, I really love it, is uh, help for today and hope for tomorrow. So we have 
many programs that help people today. I mean, you needed food, you lost your housing, you got sick, you lost your job, uh, et cetera. We can help people with food, clothing immediately today. And we served last year 72,000, over 72,000 meals. And that's 2019. That was 2019. Okay. And um, we can talk a little bit about COVID in a little bit, but um, those numbers are obviously up. Yeah. Um, and last year also we served, uh, we have a what we call our pantry. And our pantry people have last year were able to come in and pick out the food they wanted, but we provided over 50,000 bags of food to people who needed it. And those numbers are up almost 200, 300% this year. Um, so the need really driven by COVID this year, dramatic changes in what's needed in, in the county. So many people, you know, through no fault of their own, lost their jobs, you know, whether they worked in food service or hotels or all sorts of other businesses affected by it. And um, it's the people in, in the lower, you know, income rungs of our society that get hurt the worst. Right. And yeah, the most COVID. vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah, the most it, vulnerable or the most yeah. affected. And, you know, um, Monmouth County is not a cheap place to live. You know, housing is quite expensive. No, so. it's not cheap to live here. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we all love Monmouth County. Um, so they're in good times. They're just barely making ends meet. And something like this happens. And it, it just it, well, here's here's a good, good story. Uh, we had just uh, started uh, serving the first week of our COVID program in, in March. And that week I was uh, handing out meals. Um, and I asked somebody who looked new, uh, I hadn't seen them before at lunch break. And I said, you know, what, what's going on with you? You know, what's happening? And they said, well, I had last week, I had two jobs, two different restaurants, you know, I was doing fine. And this week I have no job. Right. So it's, you know, he said, I wasn't sure I was going to stay, you know, it, it's tough. It's really tough out there. So, uh, the more we can do, we were able to help many, many people. We don't get government aid. Um, and uh, we rely upon, you know, very helpful donors. Uh, we have great staff uh, that works really tireless. Tireless. They're just they work so many hours, and they're they're really great. Um, and then volunteers. We so have, have a huge core of volunteers you know, who are really dedicated. I, I think that's one thing that makes um, lunch break really cool is people come in and volunteer, and they know. They're right there. They're helping people right away. It's not like, you know, it's some amorphous thing out there. I mean, this is in your community. These are, you know, people who These are your neighbors. These are the people that live across the street from you. And, and you have no idea who's going to show up at those doors by looking at them where they live right now or, you know, what they do for work or what they don't do for work. Very true. So, you know, by volunteering, you're, you're literally helping the people that you see every day on the street. Right, They're, exactly. You know, so if you live in the area, you know, I got a couple of comments. First of all, as a volunteer, one of the huge things about lunch break is the volunteers. But when you go there to volunteer, it's not like work. It's really, you know, it's a great atmosphere to go and spend a day to do a, 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 a team building exercise. Uh, just to get to work with other people. We've done it from our business after hours committee. We went and spent a day there. Um, it's just a great place to get a good feeling, quite honestly. Uh, so if you got some time, you want to go show up on a, you know, uh, you know, give them a call. The the fundraising efforts right now is, you know, we're, we're talking all about COVID and stuff like that. But what's happened is, and I'm sure you can agree, John, that when COVID hit, you had to hit all of your reserves. And even though you might be getting through right now, what's going to happen next year? What's going to happen when this isn't, is, you know, in everybody's face? And this is when us as a community really have to step it up to make sure that, that you guys are able to survive and be thrive next year as well as this year. So just because we seem to be getting out of the woods, who knows? I, I, I don't know where we're going to go, but we have to keep up the efforts to keep community organizations like yours alive rather than relying on other things. Well, exactly. And it, it's a great way for people to get involved, as, as you mentioned. And I did want to uh, mention how EMAC and many of the uh, members of EMAC and their companies, they'll come in and volunteer. They'll say, you know, today's a day for X company and they'll have four five or 10 people come in and they'll help make meals, deliver meals, uh, hand out meals. They'll help uh, pack, you know, bags for, of groceries for those who are 
coming to pick them up from our pantry. So that's a really great thing. We've had, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 last year um, companies come in and, and take time during, during the day. Small companies, big companies, et cetera. Um, obviously, you know, restaurants, you know, they're able to, to help if, if they're open and they're doing okay right now. But we've had actually many make meals, you know, help us make meals because our staff, you know, we're, uh, we're open six days a week, uh, breakfast, lunch, and uh, dinners typically on, on most uh, or every other Friday. Um, so they're able to come have a, have a restaurant, provide at least the food, and we have, then we serve it. Oh, wow. Um, Are you doing, great. is it all pickup or yes, you're not, yeah, your yeah. dining area is not open? No, right? thank, thanks for asking. We, uh, in March, um, it was really amazing. Uh, we had uh, a meeting and uh, we said to our staff, you know, we're really going to have to make sure that we don't miss a meal because these mm -hmm. people are, are, you know, they're relying upon this. And so we came up with a program where it's grab and go, mm -hmm. um, keeping, the, keeping the building you know, secure, let's say, from, you know, infection. Um, and then so it's grab and go for the meals and we're open from 11 till uh, one for the meals and then a good chunk of the day, almost six hours for the pickup in the pantry. And that people drive around back in right. the back. And we literally have volunteers under, you know, a little uh, tent area uh, putting food in their in their trunks for them. So it's really, you know, least interactive so that at least we're able to help the people um, it's a little tough, you know, lunch break always has had this great sense of fellowship. If you come in mm -hmm. and you mention it, if you've been there and it's a sense of community and people get to know each other and people look out for each other, et cetera. So that's been a little, the, the hardest part, honestly, mm -hmm. is this, and the staff knows so many people. So it's, it's that personal touch that's right. really difficult. Right. But, you know, we're getting the food out. You know, food, the food needs are up. Uh, we even worked on a program now. We have the clothing. People are getting clothing again. So we had to worry about accepting that. Dis are you accepting donations for we, clothing? We have uh, specific, we're working on that, that program now, but okay. um, there's a specific process for that because you've got to make sure the, basically the clothes sit in a sealed bag for X amount of weeks and then you know right. they, everything should be good. Um, and then our other programs, actually, we've gone virtual, like the children's cooking class, which is almost 300 um, children in it. We've gone virtual with that for those who can get online. And uh, we have, yeah, we've been instructing them virtually, great. which is totally That's cool. That's got to be great. That's yeah. Be great. yeah. Yeah. So we've adjusted a lot of our delivery methods, but not, you know, the heart and soul of lunch break, uh, which is which is key. And then probably our one of our fastest growing and... Um, in the, uh, the help help for today, I've been talking about, but hope for tomorrow is our life skills program. I was we started just going to ask you about that. About, <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, started about two years ago, and we found a model where we could centralize. And it's a different topic, but we work with a lot of different charities to help the those in need get what they need. Right, mm -hmm. Parker Clinic and uh, Habcor and. Habitat for Humanity, you know, all of all of those groups we work with. But um, so, so what we've been able to do with lunch with uh, life skills is kind of a coaching program to get to help them find the jobs. It's not always easy to the myriad of social agencies and companies. So we're able to kind of become that central hub and then we coach them and help them through the process and stay with them for months because you know, things people can fail, their their um, child gets sick and then they can't take them for daycare and then they lose their job. You know, so what we're trying to do is help them get through these these bumps in the road, so-called, right. uh, through the process. Of course, we give them interviewing skills, work on their resumes. Uh, Brookdale has been a huge part. I was just going to say, like, so I was on a call with the yeah. president, uh, the president of Brookdale's community advisory and Millie Jeter is on the call as well. Sure. And she was talking about the life skills and Brookdale is looking to find what are the needs out there? What kind of programming can they offer to help? And that was huge because Millie was saying, you know, this is what our people need. Um, and Brookdale's like, okay, we can look into that. I mean, it's, it's really a symbiotic, 
you know, I've noticed one thing whenever there's a, a crisis, people really tend to come together. And this has been one of those experiences where everybody's reaching out and saying, how can we help you? Well, how can we help you? And everybody working together. It's been awesome. But I know you guys seriously have that pulse right with the president of Brookdale to help with your mm-hmm. life skills and, and job training and stuff like that. Absolutely. They've been they've been great and they're very community minded, mm-hmm. um, you know, with so many other organizations and businesses. So that's really what helps, you know, us create a better Monmouth County and a better place for those who live in it. Um, and just helps all of those, you know, move forward. And, and that's what we're about. I mean, we want people to ultimately become sustainable, you know, sustain their right. lives and right. move forward. We have great stories of those who have actually moved forward. Great story that was about a year and a half, two years ago, maybe two years ago. I've been on the board six years, so there's it all, it all <laughs> a lot, a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of love there you have the, for lunch break, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, um, yeah, you can never you can never leave. Gwen Love is a great, our executive director. Yes. And uh, when she asks you to do something, you always say yes, because she's just so wonderful. But um, this- I need to um, talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, uh, person, her husband had passed away, medical issues, lost her job. And so, you know, they become a client and then they started to get back on their feet. They got remarried, and they become a became a volunteer. Then, when they're back on their feet, so it's being able to help people get back on their feet. That is, you know, that's the life skills program, uh, among others, and that's just so wonderful to, you know, get people back on their feet, and then they they want to pay it back. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, we have Susan Marshall Peckman, who's enjoying our program today, enjoying this program, friends. Thanks, Susan. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm t- fixing a typo. I'm like, this is hard, you know, like maintaining this while staying in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So you so, said you've been on the board for six years. Yes. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved in lunch break, where your passion lies, your dedication to it. Like, give us a little background story. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, my my parents have always been involved. You know, so I guess you grew up, you know, in a family that's always involved mm-hmm. and um, in local causes, certainly their church and their community. Um, and then as my uh, father retired, he became uh, you know AARP member, and you know uh, did all those sort of things. So they were they always involved in what was going on in their uh, community. Um, and so this is probably about eighteen, well maybe not that many years ago. But a niece came uh, came to visit us, and she said um, she said I'd like to you know go serve meals at a uh, local uh, soup kitchen for Thanksgiving, and we we called around and somebody said lunch break she may not be able to serve meals but we called up and they said would you make meals and so we ended up making a dozen bags you know of Christ, uh, Thanksgiving dinner and that's how it started literally it was you know as so we came over so and delivered it them came from your niece exactly. exactly love these kids love it love <laughs> right? it my kids right? have me on a board for something for similar so yeah, yeah so, so you know that's how it started and then we met uh, Gwen we met you know other people and then I got involved in their uh uh, capital campaign and their, I mean, and the real estate business and the construction committee. They were going through a expansion, um, and so then one thing leads to another, and and you're you know volunteering and then you know helping with the meals and such. And but you bring your own expertise, right? Right. right. And then um, I got on the board, and you know many years later, you know here we are, I became board <laughs> president. Uh, and as it turns out, I just left the board and my wife just went on the board. Oh, so cool. Uh, nice. Keep those clients involved. <laughs> Give it all the family. Right. So um, it's uh, it's really, really great people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had one of our advisory council members say to me, and, and I, I thought it was, it was really great. He said, you you will meet the best people who are involved with charities and charitable organizations. Sure. Yeah. You know, really they're, they're really the, the best people you'll meet. So what's the difference between your advisory council and your board? So um, our board is very hands-on, very, you know, volunteer-based, uh, multiple, um, uh, we look for multiple disciplines, very diverse board, uh, skill sets, et cetera. Um, and it's, a little, it's more of a time, more time commitment, uh, not just four meetings a year, but you have committees to go to. We have, um, I will say, little plug for lunch break. Great management. The board is, uh, manages the organization very well, as does the staff. Um, uh, but we have great governance, financial, et cetera, because when, if you give something, and, and your time, I think, is sometimes the most valuable. Yes. And, and money and what have you. You want to know that it's being used well. 
uh, inappropriately, right? So uh, it, it's a really great uh, organization. Um, and so, but the advisory council was a way to expand our reach to those throughout uh, the community and those involved in many charities, and they may be on boards of other charities, so they don't have as, as much time, but they want to be informed. And they think lunch break is part of that whole network that's crucial. You have so many different mm -hmm. charities that we coordinate with, uh, at least 30, 40 uh, different charities, and then uh, businesses and state agencies. So we're, you know, probably all, all, a total of almost 100 different groups that we have relationships with. So uh, the advisory council is able to, to be those people who are multiple organizations and then say, well, here, you know, help help continue that, that relationship uh, and come up with great ideas. Our advisory council last year, um, one of the issues for those who are getting back to work is their car oftentimes is not in the best shape, right? So um, we got, you know, thrown ideas on, on the council and somebody said, well, could we get somebody to fix cars? So sure enough, by the next day, they're, they're, calling, they're calling dealers and saying, you know, if you have a Mazda that's you know, falling apart, bring it over to the Mazda dealer. If you have a, you know, a, a Lincoln or whatever the case may be. And uh, so that started. And from, from the, uh, the culmination of that, um, one of the, and I'm sorry, I've forgotten the name of the, uh, the dealership, but they literally gave a car. They said, oh, I know they who said it this is. couple's, who is it? Yes, Schwartz. Schwartz Mazda. I wanted to make sure, but um, the reason I know yes. this is because the Schwartz, um, the Schwartzes were honored for Spinnaker last year, and one of the reasons sure. was what they do for lunch break. Sure, absolutely, and and big thanks to Schwartz Mazda They're for awesome. that. Yeah. And so they literally gave a car. They're members of the young... EMAC too, by the way. Of course they are. Why wouldn't just, they be? Just thought I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, it's really great how people come together. Yeah, it is. I, charity is like, it's so, so one of the things, and I won't go on now, because never mind, we don't want to hear about me, but um, we'll talk about EMAC. So EMAC um, has taken part in, I think, the first Christmas or holiday party we had at um, the Melting Pot yep. was the end of 2018. Yeah, because I started at the beginning of 2018. And we did, you if you, you come and then you can... It's cheaper if you make a donation or bring a gift card to lunch break. Or we did a ticket right. for a drawing or something was awesome. And we, and so lunch break was the beneficiary of our holiday party in 2018. Then in 2019, our ENG had an event where they raised money. We were at Red Tank yep. and they were raising money for lunch break. And what was really nice is we don't tell anybody when we're doing. I mean, we tell people we're doing it, but we don't necessarily contact the company that we're donating to to say mm -hmm. and they were up the street having dinner and heard about it and came down gwen oh, and a couple oh. of the other people came down oh, which was sweet. really sweet yeah. and then um our first back after covid business after hours we had at the park in middletown at porcy park and we had people bring donations um of canned goods and stuff like that for the pantry so we were able to do that so we've been you know it's it's yeah, it's, it's well, a just like every, just like everybody in Monmouth County, all of our different organizations, we we're, we're integral to each other. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we share board members. Oh yeah, quite a few. We share quite a few board members. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, it's, it's you know, you, it, it's how we survive and how we make our county survive. And I think we've been, we've been working really hard on EMAC to have more of that charitable aspect over the last few years because yeah. we really want to um, honor our, especially our nonprofit members, yeah. our charity members. We really try to give back a lot to them. Um, and we're also finding, which I don't know if you find this or, as well or not, but we're also finding that the younger generation is very aware of charity. They would rather attend an event that benefits a charity than attend an event that networks for themselves, which is um, really impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, their hearts and their minds are in the, in my opinion, the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, because by giving back to others, you get more, you get in return. Yep, right. As long as you're not expecting it. I, I think if you expect <laughs> to get, you're not giving in the right vein, so it doesn't always come back to you. Right, right. You know, I mean, exactly, you, as, yeah. as doing it, you could pay it forward. Yes, yeah, you want to do it for the right reason. You pay reason, it forward, right? and then yeah. it eventually comes back around forward to you from someone yeah. else. But yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. So John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do for work? What's um, I, uh, I, uh, had spent, uh, many years, uh, in the, uh, outlet shopping center business. Okay. So, you know, the Jersey Shore premium outlets, uh-huh. sure. we, um, uh, developed that, uh, many years ago. Um, and I was with that company, a New Jersey based company, uh, from nine, 1995, um, through ultimately 2015 and, um, uh, we were bought in 2004, but nevertheless, I ran the, the company. We had uh, 80 outlet shopping centers around the, the world, basically. We had 60 in the U.S. and, and then 20 in Asia. Uh, so it was a, it was a great business um, and had a lot of fun, met a lot of people, uh, got to you know travel the country as a younger man, <laughs> and, um, and then even you know work um, with uh, uh, in internationally as well in foreign countries and and develop those relationships because we've always worked with uh, local companies as well and to have a product that um, pretty much translated across the oceans and uh, tra- you know saving money on great brand you know brand merchandise was pretty universal <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so um, and then uh, more recently I've, I've been. Uh, doing some consulting and um, uh, development on my own uh, locally and and some of the consulting internationally. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So um, I bet your international travels down a little bit right now. Um, yes. Yeah. You know what? Um, it's it's been uh, it's actually been nice to not have to go to an airport or yeah. anything like that. I and mean, I think we've all kind of learned that we can, you know, spend a little less time in the airport and complaining about plain food and more time with with our friends and family yeah. right sure. sure although it'd be nice to get out of monmouth and ocean county once in a while <laughs> i don't know i'll be pretty happy it's been so much time here <laughs> well it's summer here awesome. yes yeah. that's yeah, true the that's weather's true. been good yeah no <laughs> we uh, my wife and i we do like we have taken some trips on our motorcycles oh, Re- you know fun. regionally or locally we we're down in uh, uh maryland last weekend and so uh so that that's a nice way to, to get away visit some friends you know still you know, maintain the COVID really, restrictions. So what's even better about traveling by motorcycle is all that fresh air. <laughs> exactly. Like you're not even in the car. It's just right. all coming at you, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so safest is, travel. Yeah. Let's say, let's just put it out there. Safest travel during COVID is motorcycles. <laughs> well, yeah, I, don't know if I don't know if I'm ever getting to that point. <laughs> so listen, um, you just mentioned something, and it's one of my favorite questions since COVID started. What, what has lunch break learned since the shutdown? that is going to stay like what are you what are you doing now what what skills have we learned that that you're going to continue after this is all over so um uh well a a a number of things um we're actually in the process of planning for an expansion of the uh, facility because our needs have continued to grow since our our last expansions probably six seven years ago uh, six years ago. And uh, so in that, when COVID hit, we, we already started making some plans. We stopped and said, okay, what have we learned? <laughs> right. Uh, what are we going to adjust here? Um, and part of that is being able to much more responsive to people coming to, to pick up their food. Of course, we'll reopen, you know, when the COVID issue is beyond right. us, and we all assume it will be, um, people will be able to come back inside, et cetera, and provide that great, you know, sense of... Uh, Community. you know fellowship and community right. but there's people who you know they, they may be running between jobs right and they're trying to make all the ends meet so they can still pick up their lunch they can still pick up the groceries um so much more effective that way and we're even considering things like you know getting uh through an app where they could you know even order the kind of groceries that they would need because you know not everybody should get the same standard bag the great thing we learned about our pantry when people could they would literally kind of shop, right. you know, in, in quotation, go through and pick what they needed. It is just like li- a little supermarket. What they liked, right? right. So we, you're not wasting food if they like. Um, yeah, if you send them home with something and, and they potatoes. have an allergy or whatever, right? Exactly. They can't. Yeah. And and we and we do tailor, you know, our foods to you know our, our bags and things as best we can to gluten free or low sugar, etc. And of course, the food that we serve in our um, in our kitchen. We've uh, spent a lot of time, you know, making more health, healthy uh, vegetable choices, um, you know, diabetic, di- you know, dietetic, et cetera. So 
So, you know, that's that's been important. And um, and I also think the virtual, you know, being able to, you know, um, hopefully people do have and, and we've been able to work with other organizations that can provide them with either uh, com computers, a laptop or help them with uh, phone or even just making sure they have Wi-Fi. For instance, we were doing some work with the uh, the schools, Red Bank schools, and we got involved and. Um, you know, they were able to to find that like a, a program existed where they could get Wi-Fi in, in homes for those who are certain, you know, lower income, right. etc. So because their their children had to stay home now and dial up to, to school, but if they didn't have the the computer, or the tech equipment, they weren't able to do that. Right. So, right. Um, so we we've learned a, a lot that I I think um, the delivery methods have have expanded and make it easier. For the the clients um, as well, and then, as always, you know, working with all sorts of other organizations to make sure that um, you know that the services will be there, and you know, our our clients have have varying needs. Not everybody's mm -hmm. the same, right? Um, I wanted to go back a quick question about your your child cooking lessons that you're doing the kids cooking do you do she's gonna you can watch out she's gonna be on that <laughs> i'm gonna be, be taking classes right. That's what I mean. um, <laughs> she's gonna be sneaking in there how much do you spend time instructing them or teaching not instructing teaching them about nutrition when you're doing this like are you is it it's, is it incorporated it's all where you're part trying of it. Yeah. to build you want, the you want to make it fun and you know fun and but you want to make it healthier absolutely. so that they grow up with the yes. healthy habits yes. to prolong their mm -hmm. lives and mm -hmm. take care of themselves it's all it's always instructional but not in a you know in an interesting way in a fun way for for children and to give them you know something different um and you know, the food that they make is really amazing. I mean, you know, when we were able to provide that right. program inside the facility, you know, that they would say, well, these cookies will have a uh, board meeting and say, oh, the cookies are made by the uh, the uh, children's cooking class. And they're like, okay, this is great, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm finding that um, I heard a terrible statistic and I don't know the exact statistic, but the gist of the conversation was is that the children and Americans are becoming so obese that the livers are not, their livers are not functioning. So down mm -hmm. the road, there's going to be no donations for liver transplants or certain other organ transplants because of the health of the kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to realize that like, you know, not only teaching them the skills of how to cook, but teaching them the new nutrition and the knowledge of why you eat what you eat and what it does for your body. You know, eating is to fuel you and, you know, teaching them that is almost as key as teaching them the skill of how to cook. Well, exactly. And and we have uh, many um, uh, donors or volunteers who are you know very much into um you know, healthy eating, et cetera. We've, we've made a huge uh, press on that. And one of the items we're considering, I can say, you know, is uh, in our ex uh, next expansion is maybe a hydroponic garden inside a cool. portion of the building. Because we think that can also work through the life skills program and a job and everything, you know, yeah. et cetera, and provide fresh vegetables all year long. I mean, we've, we've had great relationships with, um, it was, uh, through last year, Lorino Farms, Hawkoxen Farms, they were uh, we were pr providing food to lunch break. We always had a lot of fresh food and vegetables. We had many gardens. Uh, mm -hmm. People had gardens in there. Um, a more formalized, you know, relationship, right. Right. but providing food for uh, uh, fresh food, fruits and vegetables during the the season. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're we're really that's absolutely correct. We want to make sure people are eating good food. Um, and you know th that that affects their health and healthy food and you know it helps your your whole person yeah really. it really does your mind and you you, you feel better you're you're sharper uh, etc than if you're yeah. get on the um, um, on the the swing of eating lots of sugar and and then you're you're up and down all day long yeah so. one of the things I find so disappointing and this is a totally not lunch break conversation however is that the Foods that are so bad for you are cheaper than the healthy foods, and that's really disappointing. It, it I, it's always hard for me to believe that, but I, I guess it is true, right? Somebody mm -hmm. did some study, and um, and it's it is sad, right? It's really sad. Um, uh, and 
the fresh foods, you know, probably need a little bit of preparation, right? And everybody's busy, busy, but um, you know, you have to think about what you're putting into your body yeah. yep. every day. Yep. And so that, you know, we have a, a women's program. Uh, we, we do, um, uh, you know, nutrition in that program. We have young men's mentorship. We talk about nutrition there right. and they do some cooking as well. So, you know, so you have the basic skills, right? Um, everybody should be able to at least help, you know, take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Uh, and that's all part of that self-sustainability, et cetera. Right. Uh, and working with people at, at all ages, um, so that that's critical. And our, I think our our pantry and our delivery food has been, you know, you can, it's it's very important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. 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 You know? <laughs> uh, and as we've learned from and COVID, a, right? And it's a lifelong lesson for some of us. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, we all learned. It was a word I never heard of before. COVID was comorbidity, and you know, I mean, oh. my gosh, you know, right? Yeah. So. Um, you know, we need to take care of ourselves and the healthier we are, the sooner hopefully we recover, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. So that's a crazy yeah. word, right? Yeah. Coma, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I could say it. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I'd heard, heard of it before, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's scary. It's very scary. So, um, what ages do you, and what levels of volunteerism do you have? And I know normally, it, I know normal times are probably very different than right now as to Fort Wars, what you can lead, but what do you offer? In yeah, I mean, uh, right now we're, we're managing uh, the volunteer base. Um, uh, now, some people actually had to, to ask, you know, please, not five days a week, because they want to be there, right? Right. Um, but... Um, you know, we, to give people a, a little break as well, but uh, we don't want to have too many. We don't have too many people in the building. We have to be able to like, account. Everybody has to sign in, get the temperature, uh, etc. And because if something would happen, then we can track who's been right. in uh, the building every day. Um, <clears throat> but as far as volunteering goes, um, adults, um, you know, eighteen and over. You call up. You can come in and help volunteer. And there's a lot of ways to volunteer. So it's not mm -hmm. just um, you know helping prepare meals, which which is which is big, uh, but you can deliver meals, right? Um, and we do background checks for people who are delivering meals because they're representing the the organization. Um, and it, it is really all ages. Uh, I will say there's a certainly a preponderance of people who've maybe re uh, retired or near retirement age because they have a little more time in mm -hmm. their day mm -hmm. right um and actually um not right now but over the, the years we had programs where people could bring their children in and um and have them help as well and that's you know the parents really like doing that yeah right yeah. Uh, i know the scouts are big for helping yes, too like yes. they like to bring their troops in and do stuff well and yeah they've been working on uh a a program where we would ha actually um, have like a little uh, community garden on the the lot next to us. We own that lot, and until we build on it, so they're you know putting in some things, and and then they also built like a little library, a, a box area out front with books and things. So the scouts have been you know very helpful for programs, and then food drives. Right. Right. That's so any like, organization, children, you know, they can get people together and do food drives, it, schools, etc. You don't have to worry. Churches. I think some people worry about, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to have that much to donate. It doesn't matter. It no. really doesn't. Any no. any little bit helps. Speaking of donating food or anything else, what is your biggest need or what are things that people who are listening could participate with? Well, um, you know, help do, you with. Do, doing food drives uh, in this environment, it sometimes is a little... Um, you know, people are worried about too much contact. So uh, some have done food drives. Uh, others have uh, set that aside and they'll do more, um, you know, drive out for donations, you know, et cetera, which, which helps. Um, we're able to buy in, uh, in bulk and get, you know, good pricing mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. uh, we also get um, uh, quite a bit of food from the Fulfill, you know, our local food bank. And uh, shout out to Kim there. They've been really helpful. We've We've uh, they've helped us jump on some issues and, and uh, get you know get extra food for delivery of that. So once again, you know you're, you're working together to make it happen uh, in the in the county. Um, so if people are comfortable doing a, a food drive, or they they can uh, you know make it happen. We're we're happy to get anything that's shelf stable. Uh, frozen chicken is is key, or we can buy it 
you know, at a very good price. Right. So donations yeah, so, like, so website. If I wanted to help it's out. It's on the website, too. Yeah, but if I wanted to help out, is it better for me to go to Costco and buy a 20-pound bag of chicken or to give you the cash for to do Pro that? Probably, probably send us the cash, honestly. So yeah. the same bag of chicken that website. I would buy at Costco for, let's say, 20 bucks, you could probably get... 40 pounds or, or whatever yes yeah because yes. we're able to get it through fulfill you know and then they have you know they have programs and they get it really you know cheap uh, special you know specials on on it for us so you know tip typically costco has good pricing don't get me wrong but, I, I, i'm not you know, i'm not no, trying to put down costco <laughs> right. whatsoever it's just that you know i i always wondered you know you're you're able to buy better than i'm able to buy when you're buying a truckload of it compared Versus, to my sure. my so two two ba two bags in the two bags in the basket. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Because there's just less handling of it, you know, et cetera. So right. if people wanted to do gift cards, what do you suggest for gift cards for food? Because we we did that, and I know it was requested at a specific location. Do you really mind, or any little bit of money, any kind of helps? <laughs> any any kind helps. So we're able to hand out gift cards to to people who so are they can do know, their, parts, their parts shopping. Of our programs. Yes, and and um, you know. Um, I will say if people uh, would buy, and you know, there's been the whole, the paper goods, you know, those issues, right. cleaning supplies, um, diapers, there was a time in the spring and I'm sure it continues, diapers are well, huge. I'm sorry, Somebody but especially after diapers. COVID in nine months from March, April, <laughs> May, we're gonna, it's gonna be another baby boom, I That's have a right. feeling, because <laughs> there was nothing else to do. So you're gonna need are more diapers. Are you trying to tell us something there? No, absolutely not. <laughs> So, you know, those sort of things. Diapers be huge. Not going to everybody. Um, yeah, diapers, send us diapers, diapers. Call out for um, diapers. <laughs> um, you know, I know the staff was asking about that. Now that was last month. But uh, the website's usually updated with, you know, needs, et cetera. And what's um, the website? Uh, Lunchbreak.org. So. That was a good hesitation. I just click it on my computer and it's there. Right, it is, so. right. <laughs> it's so, like remembering, you know, the phone number of your, you know, whatever your spouse or something, right? So, so what's your uh, full time staff or, or what time, what is your we have staffing level about twenty two people in our staff. You yes. have twenty two people. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a pretty big staff. That's a for eight for seventy thousand meals. That's not a very big staff at, at all, all, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but for a nonprofit, um, but for a nonprofit, it's a very big staff. It's yeah. a, it's a good size, you know, organization, and and you know we've managed it over the years. We um, everybody is really needed, and so we have any given day. Uh, post COVID, probably a few less, but we would have forty volunteers in the building. Right. So if you think about it, our staff is managing volunteers as well. Well, it's so probably our, their main job, yeah. Our sort of staff is, you know, any given day was 60 people in, in the building managing the, the organization. And kudos to the management because to still produce what you were producing on much less volunteers um, and yeah. a staff to continue running the program seamlessly right. through COVID, yeah. you know, huge shout out to the management on that and to, to the staff themselves yeah, no. because, you know, being in the same situation where it's a very small staff to do an awful lot of work, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And like many companies, you know, we, uh, because of COVID, we split, you either have to be in the, the building and providing the, the food and the other services to, to the clients, or we have some uh, more admin admin staff, or even with the uh, life skills, as, as I said, is very virtual. So that staff has been able to work from home. So like any company, we've been, you know, juggling both, you know, the, the virtual workers and the uh, those frontline workers, let, let's call it. Right. Uh, and that's worked out, uh, knocking wood very well, and the staff has really jumped on it, and they do, um, they do a really, really good job, really caring people. And of course, as we all know, with the virtual working for uh, most people, you're you're working from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m., right? You know what? It is. A, talk about life skills. The life skill of people who had to work from home and yeah. teaching them to work during work hours and be home during home hours, even if the amount of work required is longer, because right. that is a hard skill. And if you're not used to it, it's very difficult. Right. You right. know, and you need, and you never leave your home. So you need that balance as a human to survive. We can't all do the one thing all the time. It's just too draining. Right. 
Right, yeah. and and uh, and as the friend said to me, um, you know, they've had their their kids home, right, and working oh, virtually yeah. and working on helping, you know, teach them, and they're really. Uh, what, what do you say? It takes a, uh, a vineyard to, to raise a child. <laughs> yes, it does. It takes a very large vineyard. <laughs> so, or, you know, or rum buckets. It depends on who you are. But <laughs> it, comes, it comes on to kind of managing everything and also just getting out. And I, I think you've seen more people, you know, buying bicycles, walking, Oh, my walking, gosh, the jogging, walking. I, and right? everybody's gotten dogs. Right. I, we, we've dogs, actually yeah. started calling our street the boardwalk because yeah. we've never seen so many people. Right. Um, but to those people who are out walking, please remember that cars are out now. So listen behind you. Some of them are very quiet because they're electric. Pay attention. Don't walk in the middle of the road with your dog. Don't ride your bike in the middle of the road with your dog um, for your own safety. Just saying. <laughs> That's a public service announcement. PSA from, from Jennifer Eckhoff. Yes, because, uh, you know, I've noticed it's quite it's a bit challenging to drive now. New Jersey state law. Walk into traffic. Ride with traffic. Yes. And um, and, and stop cars. Stop at the crosswalks. Let people pay attention. Oh, my God. And pay attention to the people who are stopping right. for the people in the crosswalk so you don't hit them from the behind. Now we're moving on yeah. to our rant. No, I won't rant. I'm stopping there. I'm just saying, you know, there's there's a lot to be learned from COVID. <laughs> a lot. My wife and I have been involved with SPCA over the years, and I was I was shocked. They, their oh uh, population of dogs, yeah, they're pretty Isn't much Isn't that great? Pretty, pretty much Isn't empty. That, that is just like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it is great. There's no shelter dogs to be had. Yep. Yay! As I, as happy I, dance. <laughs> Tim just did his happy dance. You guys could only see him really from the side, so you couldn't see how really good his happy dance was. Um, yeah, so um, we're almost to the end of our time. It goes fast. It, yeah. it really does. It does. And you guys have been fast. great. Thank you. Jennifer and Tim. Ming, thank you so much for Ming's been posting run, running the, the tech here. Yeah. Um, and, it, uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect for I, I showed up this morning and um, this has been a lot of fun. And, Thank you. And, you know, our friends at the EMAC, really um, anything they think they can do. Everybody has my opinion, everybody has something they uh -huh. that expertise. Uh, it's not just about money. It's about time, effort. Uh, expertise it's about heart you know yeah and it's a lot about heart and you you have a business so you you're <clears throat> already very good at providing a service of some kind <clears throat> excuse me so whatever they um if they think they can help you know give us a call um call our our volunteer coordinator and away you go great um oh and i just thought of something and now i dropped i lost it Fill in for me. So what was I thinking? <laughs> I, I don't know. So, so thanks for for joining us. Let's just cover a couple of things for the chamber. Number one, let's thank uh, Shared Universe. I remind everybody that they get a free. That's one. what it was, Tim. See, you I did it read my mind. <laughs> I was going to say, John, did you know? As a member of the chamber, Lunch Break could come in here and do their own podcast for an hour. Well, we're, we'll definitely take that up. So yeah, Ming absolutely. is your man. Wow. Talk to him. Wow. Um, yeah, because you, a lot of people, I think, were afraid till they found out how much fun it is. And then it's a lot of fun. It's my Oprah moment. I get twice a month. I love it. Yeah. So every every member gets a one time free hour. And once you do it, you will be back again and again. And, you can never leave. And, con <laughs> and continuing to come back, a shared universe does a really nice <clears throat> offer to EMAC members where there it is a discounted rate they will offer you an emac discount to continue and, which and if is you awesome. want to look at our website on current offers there is a uh package provided by a shared universe yes there is yes that, there is that is one of our sponsors yep. for the year for 2021 and packages are coming out uh look out for them they are a great way to expose your company to a whole host of people um a lot of the people from lunch break are on our mailing list as well as other businesses probably 2100 i think that we email to on a regular basis mm -hmm. we'll see your information uh we want to thank our annual sponsor um pdr package distribution our corporate, resource, our corporate pa partner our corporate, pa corporate partner, partner <laughs> pdr Pro product distribution resources. Yes. Yes, they're awesome. Thank you for allowing us to continue through COVID and it has been a huge company. help, but huge. we're looking for the replacement for 2021. Maybe they'll do it again next year. But if you want to be that person that gets talked about and is on our website constantly and on every single one of our emails, let us know and we can be you can be our corporate sponsor. There are other sponsorship levels that you're fully able to uh, take advantage of. And this really is a very effective way to reach the business community in Eastern Monmouth area. 
it, it's very, very efficient and very well worth it. Very so, much so. And we're fun. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I'm always fun. I don't know what your problem is. I'm always fun. So anyway, thank everybody for listening. We will be back in two weeks. And I believe our guest in two weeks is Eileen Higgins from the Girl Scouts. I hope I have that right schedule. And if you are looking at past podcasts, you can find us on our website under, I think it's media, but you can find all the podcasts we've had since we've been doing this, which has been well over a year, right, Ming? I think we've been doing this well over a year. Going it's got to be more than that. It's got to be. Oh, it's yeah. got, I mean, I'm looking probably at two at this point. Yeah. Who knew? I'll have to go back. And now we're experts, Tim. Yeah, we're 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 getting it down. Um, you can also find the uh, video podcasts, the uh, Facebook lives on our Facebook uh, at page. EMC, E-M, at E M A C C N J, and it's ten o'clock. And we're and we're out. And we're done. Thanks, everybody. Thank Change you. Your week. Thank you.